revived, restored, refreshed. Tears behind us have taken their toll. Loved ones have been lost. Businesses have failed. Churches have closed. People have lost hope. And those in despair cry out for help. Into this sad mix, the Holy Spirit continues to speak. And I believe he's saying these three things. Revived, refreshed, restored. This is the work that the Holy Spirit seeks to do in our lives. He wants to revive us again. He wants to restore our fervent hope in him. He wants to refresh our dusty souls with the sweet living water of life. What better time to examine Ezekiel 37 and the vision of the dry bones. The word revived means to restore to life or consciousness. The word restore means to bring back or reinstate, to repair or rejuvenate. The word refresh means to reinvigorate with new energy and strength. In this time when we seem to say, I can't find my way forward, God is saying, take my hand. I am with you. Receive my spirit, for I will enable you to march. How do I know this? Because he's been speaking revival to me for some time, and there's no other way it's possible without the wind of the Holy Spirit blowing over our hearts and our land. And this word is abundantly clear in the vision of Ezekiel 37. Will you take this journey with me? When Ezekiel heard from the Lord, Israel had been overwhelmed by the attack of King Nebuchadnezzar's army, which sacked Jerusalem in 587 BC. Many people were taken captive to Babylon, including Ezekiel and later Daniel and his friends. You can imagine how devastated everyone must have felt. Every hope destroyed, every part of life shattered. Nothing was the same, and the possibility of restoration seemed unattainable. Does that sound at all like your situation right now? Do you wonder how your life will ever be restored, your dreams revived, your soul refreshed? It is to you that Jesus speaks. Ezekiel writes, The Lord took hold of me, and I was carried away by the Spirit of the Lord to a valley filled with bones. He led me all around among the bones that covered the valley floor. They were scattered everywhere across the ground and were completely dried out. Then he asked me, Son of man, can these bones become living people again? All that Ezekiel could see was a valley of dry bones. But there was no possibility, for these bones were completely dried out. Still, God asked Ezekiel the question, Can these bones become living people again? He seemed to be testing Jeremiah, asking him if he had faith God could change the situation, wondering if Ezekiel wanted to participate in the process. Wisely, Ezekiel answered, O sovereign Lord, you alone know the answer to that. Ezekiel recognized that only God could take an impossible situation and bring restoration and hope. Only God could bring life to that which was completely dead. It was an answer of faith that said, yes, God, I believe you can do all things, even revive this valley of dry bones, even revive my own heart. 
Seeing that his heart had faith to believe, God sets Ezekiel to work. Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. This is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I'm going to put breath into you and make you live again. I will put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin. I will put breath into you and you will come to life. Then you will know that I am the Lord. This was God's intention to bring revival, to restore life and consciousness to this multitude that was dried up with despair. But he wanted Ezekiel to participate in this process to speak the word of the Lord and explain what he was about to do, put breath into you and make you live again, to restore you, put flesh and muscles on you and cover you with skin and to refresh by putting breath into you and you will come to life. Why? Then you will know that I am the Lord. This is a statement God has made again and again throughout Scripture. From the time God spoke to Moses that he would deliver Israel from their Egyptian oppression, God has been telling us why he's working amongst us, that we may know him and the power of his resurrection. In fact, of the hundred verses that share this statement, 63 of them occur in the book of Ezekiel. God works that we may know him as Lord. This is exactly what he showed Ezekiel in his vision. Once Ezekiel spoke God's word, the bones began to rattle, coming together to form a complete body, and then the muscle attaching to the bone to give strength. A biblical scholar argues that when God restores, he puts things together in the right way. Each part was knitted together correctly, as it says in Psalms 139. But like Adam, who was created from the dust of the earth, they had substance, but no life. It was only when God breathed the breath of life into man's nostrils that man became a living person. We will see this clearly illustrated in Ezekiel's vision as well. The bones had come together and gained muscular strength, but still there was no life-giving spirit to give them purpose and direction. Thus God commanded Ezekiel to speak to the four winds to breathe into these dead bodies so they may live again. According to Spurgeon, the prophet first prophesies to the bones. That is preaching. And then he prophesies to the four winds. That is praying. The preaching has its share in the work, but it is the praying which achieves the result. For after he had prophesied to the four winds and not before, the bones began to live. Not only did they live, revived and restored, but they came, became a vast army. While this remarkable vision obviously stirred Ezekiel's heart, God also brought about understanding by interpreting the vision. God knew the people were saying, as he knows now, that the people felt like old dry bones in which all hope for life is gone. But through this vision, God promises that he will revive, restore to life and consciousness, restore, reinstate, repair and renovate and refresh, reinvigorate with new energy and strength. In the same way Jesus spoke to Lazarus, calling him forth from the grave, the Lord promises that he will open our graves and call us forth and cause us to rise again. And when God speaks these words, he's emphatic. It isn't just a maybe or a perhaps. It's a sure thing. Then you will know that I, the Lord, have spoken and I have done what I said. Yes, the Lord has spoken. 
But wonder of wonders, there's even more that he promises here in this passage. For he speaks of the return of his servant David as king, a prophecy fulfilled in Jesus Christ, who declares himself the son of God as well as the son of David. And people worship him as such, crying out on Palm Sunday, Hosanna to the son of David. He also promises to make a covenant of peace with them, an everlasting covenant. Jesus fulfills this covenant of peace, for he says, For this is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. We read this again in Hebrews 13. Now may the God of peace, who brought up from the dead our Lord Jesus, the great shepherd of the sheep, and ratified an eternal covenant with his blood. In Ezekiel's vision, God also says, I will put my temple among them. Another word fulfilled in Jesus Christ, for as Wyatt Graham says, Jesus is the temple, the place where God and humans meet. Paul affirms this, writing, the cornerstone is Jesus Christ himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord, and we are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. And this is actualized in the New Jerusalem, which has no temple for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are its temple. In the same way, when God says, I will make my home among them, among them, I will be their God and they will be my people. Jesus confirms this in John 14. He says, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him and we will come to him and make our home with him. Paul also says... Then Christ will make his home in our hearts as we trust in him. Our roots will grow down into God's love and keep us strong. Finally, God concludes his revelation to John with, Look, God's home is now among his people. He will live with them and they will be his people. God himself will be with them. Revive, restore, refresh. God speaks this again and again throughout scripture. He takes our dry bones and brings them to life, breathing his life-giving spirit into us that we are restored once more and refreshed by his presence and his peace as he makes his home in our hearts. Be encouraged, beloved. Our hope is in him.